Greetings, brothers and sisters in faith. I'm your brother, Paul. And if you've just come across this pilgrimage and have not yet started on day one, I suggest you do so. You can get the most out of this journey of faith by bookmarking it, subscribing to it through whatever platform you are using, and then following along. Please help if you are able to assist in any way via the website at www.pilgrimshub.com. What is trust? What is faith? What is truth? Whatever they are, they are not logical. And by asking this question, we have just proven that we cannot logically explain God. Whatever denomination one belongs to, they all require the same commitment. But what it means to know God is hard to explain to someone who does not know God. Often we would like a simple example, like the one set by Abraham before King Nimrod, of being thrown into fire and not burning. But even that did not change Nimrod's belief, and he rejected Abraham's God. The reality is that Abraham can't really explain it either, but he still knows God. For a believer in God, rather, the test comes the other way. And it is vitally important. We can well understand Abraham's fear and uncertainty and lack of direction that he experienced, like all of us. It is God who continually tests us and asks, do you still believe in me? Can I still trust you? What do you believe? Abraham has been exposed to all manner of doubts and he would surely have had many questions. Should I stick with the gods I know? Should I go back further in history and follow those gods? But inwardly he's searching and he knows. Without being able to explain it, that he is after a real God. I'm so glad you've continued on this journey with me so far because today I hope to blow your mind a little as you awaken to the mystery and awesomeness of God. If you would like to look at some maps later to arrive at a better understanding, please do so. I'll put some up on the website for you, but for those listening to this podcast, it is very easy to visualise. You can basically think of the River Jordan as a line because it starts up in the mountains and it works its way down to the salt or the Dead Sea. Of course, Abraham could not have known any of this. I now want to thank our yoga people for keeping these truths all these centuries. You see, we're all holding different keys to the real truth. We can all learn from one another. In yoga, you have seven chakras from your head to the lower part of your spine. Now imagine those chakras placed over the River Jordan. In the mountains at the top, you have the crown and the third eye chakra, your brain or mind. The next three chakras are the throat, 
heart, solar plex or stomach. Place these around the Sea of Galilee. Lastly, the sacral and the root chakras are in the Dead Sea. Okay, now let's journey with Abraham again. God calls, singing sweetly to him. He asks Abraham to follow him into the land of Canaan. God promises him, I will make you a great nation and bless you. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Abraham leaves Haran, the city of Sin, and crosses the river Jordan at the city of Bethshan. In Abraham's time, this meant house of rest, place of quiet and security. Abraham has washed away his past sin, which has now left him. As he and his family enter the promised land of Canaan, they can rest in safety. This crossing takes place below the Sea of Galilee. You could say this time and throughout this journey, Abraham has been trusting his gut feelings. Somehow he just knows. At this time in Canaan, the old god who was still current was Baal, who was from the age of Taurus. Think of the horns on all the Egyptians and their sun disk imagery. This was the dominating force in the land, but in Canaan, El was considered the new god. El was the father of all things, the father of creation. This concept of God will influence Abraham as he struggles to identify with his God because Aries is now the new age. Everyone and all religions will have to take on a new form as we wait for God to reveal himself to Abraham. Abraham then travels to Shechem, meaning saddle or shoulders. It's located between the two mountains, The Israelites will return to this place many more times in their history, but very little is mentioned about a tree in the plain of Mora. Mora Mora meaning teacher or oracle. A tree is located there, and the significance of this tree has a great history, believed by some to be an oak. It was around, get this, before the time of Adam. The tree, which was once hit by lightning, had a branch fall off it, and the wood from the branch filled eight camel loads. Here we can see a bit of a connection with Thor, as in Thor's oak, which was cut down by St Boniface and the Druid's cults. It could be a kind of justice that in the next land St Boniface goes to, the natives kill him as he holds his Bible, piercing the Bible and killing him and all his followers. What this shows is that one should not cut down trees to destroy a belief in something that may well predate his own faith. The Hindus have always held trees sacred and their religious significance. These two are all considered part of the cycle of life. 
In the times that lie ahead of us, with deforestation altering the climate, we had best make amends now with the trees. We really rely on them for our own survival. It is interesting now that the powers that would be would rather focus our attentions on fossil fuels rather than on the immense deforestation going on in the world today. In Hindu culture, Lord Brahma, the creator of the universe, is associated with tree roots. Vishnu with the trunk and Shiva with the leaves. So imagine that Abraham, the root of your faith, is at the tree in Mora, seeking the wisdom and teachings of the oracle. At this very tree, and I can't stress the significance of this, God for the first time reveals himself to Abraham. Prior to this, God has only spoken to Abraham and the voices or thoughts in our hearts are not always easily to be completely sure about. But now that Abraham has shown his true commitment to following God and cleansed himself by crossing the river Jordan, God can draw nearer to him and reveal himself. It is important in our relationship with God that we first distance ourselves from sin and keep a pure heart. So many times we all want answers from God but forget just who we are talking to and the state we should present ourselves in before the creator of the universe. If you were to present yourself before any earthly king, queen or ruler tomorrow, just how would you prepare yourself? In many cases, you'll be instructed by the royal advisers just how to present yourself and what to say and do. In God's case, fortunately for us, the state of the soul is far more important. Evil simply cannot stand in the presence of God. This is not because God so ordains it. It is because our own shame would be so great we would not show up. How God revealed himself to Abraham is unknown, but we know that Abraham felt his presence and built an altar there. It could have been in dreams. The good news is, literally, as the Gospels later testify, you can come before God, just simply say you are sorry, mean it, and renounce your sin and all will be forgiven. Abraham builds an altar to God between Bethel and Ai. And God appears to Abraham and promises this land to his descendants. Abraham, after building his altar, along with his followers, he converts the men and Sarah teaches the woman about God. Abraham brings their souls before God. We can learn from this that we must turn away from sin and cleanse ourselves. Our sin gets washed downstream. The salt water will cleanse and wash away the impurities of sin in the Dead Sea. Our lower chakras or earthly desires must be overcome for us to be able to communicate with God in this state. God can reveal himself to us. Abraham now is gaining a clearer image of God in the likeness of El, a father God, the creator of all things. 
he now knows through God's revelation to him that he is on the right track. If you're of Christian background, you may be wondering to yourself, surely this influence of false gods and bulls had no effect on the Israelites. Think again. This same town, which is now the house of God, gets torn down as once again the Israelites go back to worshipping the old bull gods of the Egyptian empire from the age of Taurus. Time after time they return to this with Moses and the other prophets. Why? Why does man place his trust in false gods? Unfortunately, these false gods do have their beneficial traits. They are not real gods, but rather constellations. Remember that under each constellation we learn something. We're supposed to learn about God as Abraham does and grow in faith. Alternatively, we can learn the negative traits of the star sign. Aries' negative trait without a doubt, is war. For the next 2,000 years, war will break out as never before, with empires rising and falling by the sword. Even at the end of his own life, Abraham will have been drawn into war and conflict. We are supposed to start a war on sin with ourselves and not against each other. Israel, wanting riches and wealth, kingdoms, turns back to false gods, Baal. It is just a statue of a bull. It has no power. But the teachings of money from the age of Taurus still rule the stock market to this day. Abraham received a promise from God about the land, that he and his descendants would live in it. But the problem was that this land already belonged to others. How could this be? It all lies in the meaning of the tent. Abraham and his followers are not part of this world. God's children are not called to live here for eternity, but rather they dwell and move about in tents in a land they don't own until they return to their father's house in heaven. If at times you feel out of place in modern society and you can't find where you fit in or where you belong and you are seeking a place where all of us are happy to proclaim that we worship God, the Father of all creation, know that you are not alone. Your Father's house is in heaven and this is where you will find your home, your peace with God. At times you may find him in nature, by a river, near a tree, or in a house of worship. But the true place to find him is in your soul. Here it is that we connect with God our Father. I pray you are all feeling at peace with your souls and with God as you journey on faith on this pilgrimage. God bless.